we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King, and I'm here with an incredibly special human being. Welcome to the show, Katie. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Katie Zeman is, I mean, Katie and I go way back. We have a very good mutual friend, shout out Salerno, because I know she listens to the show. And we've always, I feel like ever since we met, we just like instantly connected. Like we had a connection right away. Um, Your sisters were taking my spin class. Like we were just meant to, to connect and become friends. And that's always so special when you meet people and you're just like, I like you. Just like remind you of grade school when you're like, I like you. Yeah, I like you. We just become friends. That's how I feel that our friendship started. Uh, But the reason why I invited Katie on the show today is because I've been following along with her journey and I've been seeing her post more about astrology and I love learning about astrology. I am in no way a a pro at it. I really know very little, but I love when I do get into it. So I saw what she was up to and I thought it would be so incredible to share with my community because there's a lot of parallels with what's going on in our world right now with what's going on in our universe. And I thought what better person to bring on the show than you, Katie, to talk about it. Yay. Yes. I'm so excited to be here to talk about this today. So I'll let you introduce yourself, like let everyone know who you are, what you're about, and then we'll get into the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Katie. Um, like Brittany said, I, we've known each other for a long time and I a hundred percent agree. I feel like anytime I've met you, we've gotten into these like deep conversations. And so like, this is just so awesome now to be sharing our conversations with others to hear. Um, I have been studying astrology for over 10 years. Um, and it's, it's something that is a lifelong, like art of studying, like people who study astrology, they study it for decades and decades upon decades, because there's so much to learn. And there's so many different ways of looking at things. And there's really just layers and layers and layers upon of it. So um, I've, I've kind of stepped in this place where I'm starting an astrology business. I, like you said, I've been becoming more vocal about it on my social media. Um, but again, like, I feel like I'm always going to be a student, you know? So it's, it's definitely something where I'm like, okay, I'm at this part of my journey and there are other seasoned astrologers, you know, way more, and there's always so much to learn. But then I got to a point where I was like, man, there's all this stuff going in the world and I see all these correlations. And I just felt like this voice in me was like, come out and speak and like share, share your interpretations of it. So, um, yeah, so I started doing that and I'm happy to share what I've been noticing with you guys today. Yeah, let's I mean, I love isn't it amazing when you feel that like nudge or that tap and it's like calling and you kind of feel like it stuck in your throat and you're like, I have to do something about it. Um yeah. but it's working because I see you and I, I follow everything that you do and I read it and I think that um you're on to something. So I know that it's just like in the wellness business too. I mean, there's so many people that are lifestyle coaches and do wellness, but it's just important that we don't let that deter us because people 
need to hear what you have to say. And everyone's going to say something different. So I'm so glad that you're following that, that nudge because you truly have a gift and I'm excited to tap into that today. So let's dive in. What is going on with our planet? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every day I like wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, what is happening? Um, I start by saying that like astrology really is a map to understanding um, kind of what's going on in the world, right? So we have our personal and we have our collective experiences. We have our personal astrology charts, right? When we're born, we're born at a certain time, on a certain date, in a certain place. And all of those are really key components to discovering your astrological chart. And then from there, it's like a map. And so then you, when astrology, it's like you're studying the map of who you are. And so we have, um, the planets are always moving and shifting and coming into different relationships with one another. And so we have a collective experience of what's happening and how it's affecting us on a a global scale. We have the United States has its own astrological map. We can map out and see what's happening for us um, just in this country. But then it's like you take the planets and what's going on collectively. And it's like, well, how is that affecting me personally? Right? Mm -hmm. Because we have our personal charts. So there's, like I said, there's layers and layers and layers to it. Um, And yeah, there's a lot going on right now. We have several planets in retrograde. So when retrogrades happen, it means the planets start to like slow down and retrogrades, like all the rewords. So it's like review, revisit, you know, revise. And so I think people are most familiar with Mercury retrogrades. That seems to be the more like popular one that people talk about where they're like, Oh, it's Mercury retrograde. And you blame certain things happening (laughs) on this and that. And it's like, Oh, Mercury retrograde. And it's really like things kind of like, say you want to call them obstacles or really they're just like instances that make you kind of like review or like level yourself up. So like in one instance, Mercury is retrograde right now. So I will say that like my phone wasn't working for a few days. I'm like, what's going on? And I had to like figure that out and I had to get a new phone charger. So that's, that's one thing. Mercury rules communication and all that. So it makes sense when we have like technological computer and, you know, phone issues a lot of other planets in retrograde right now. So we're going through a huge revision. And some of these planets, like, they're definitely correlated to, like, this huge uprising that's happening right now. You can relate it to the pandemic that's happening. Um, so in particular, if we can go into it, we have Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, Neptune, and Mercury all retrograde. We had Venus in retrograde, but she just went direct. Okay. So yeah, so we have a lot going on. So that's why we're revisiting things like certain topics and things that are coming up, like slavery, oppression and things and how they are actually at the root of the birth of the United States, like how we came to be. All these issues are like so they're so indoctrinated in our system that they're at the very core of like at, at everything they're at the very core of the united states and that's why we're reviewing and revisiting these past themes because they need they are they need to be revisited they need to be looked at because they're still you know they're still thriving in our everyday life they're still thriving after like you know so many hundreds of years so so yeah that's so fascinating because it's true i mean like these issues have been around forever. And I know I'm not alone in this. I mean, there's a bunch of us that are like waking up to it, like the actual, how they're very present 
in our yeah. life. And it is just really fascinating when you're thinking of like review revisits, like, yeah, people that have been going through this, like the community that's been going through this, they're like, hello, you're late. This has been going on forever, but yeah. it, it isn't until like, like this, the shift that's happening. And I mean, I feel it within myself. I'm looking at things in ways that I've never looked at before. And it is like that revision and it's a revision of beliefs, like really like understanding of like what we believe and who we are. Exactly. And I'm happy you said that because Jupiter is retrograde and that planet actually governs our beliefs, our perspectives, our philosophy. So like it's being retrograde um, really close with Pluto. Actually, just the other day, Pluto and Jupiter were conjunct, which means really close. Um, Yeah. So that's that's reevaluating our beliefs that shape our worldview. And so many of us have different perspectives of this, like given our history, our ancestors, what we were told in school, the way we grew up, you know, what, like, I feel like I've learned so much in these past, like, couple months that I did not learn growing up about the history, you know, of the United States and history of slavery and like the history of our forefathers and certain things like that, because we're kind of told a certain, we're given a certain perspective, Mm -hmm. right? And so right now we're questioning the truth. We're questioning our philosophy, and that's very much tied in with Jupiter. Jupiter's been retrograde since May, and it will continue till September 12th. Mm. So, like, we have a good chunk of time where we're really, really doing this evaluation, and um, it governs enculturation, so the characteristics and norms of a culture, a group, or a person. So these things are all very much at the surface right now, right? We're, we're learning a lot. We're gaining new perspectives and we're really needing to question like what we've been told. Um, and what is our personal relationship to these philosophies? What is our personal relationship to, you know, um, just our history and, um, yeah, so a lot of that. And Pluto is retrograde and it's been retrograde since April and it will be retrograde until October. Mm. And Pluto, Pluto brings up, um, it is the planet that is about destruction in order to reconstruct. So it goes through this process of like death and rebirth and regeneration. So with Pluto going retrograde, it's really showing us that we're needing to really deconstruct um, um, our, like our major systems, you know, the United States is having its Pluto return. And a lot of in the past when major empires, we're going to call the United States an empire, right? Has their Pluto return. It means there's a downfall. There's a needing to like have this like death and rebirth. And so I think it's really comforting to like know these things and know that there's like an astrological like correlation because it doesn't, it makes things seem like they're not just arbitrary and random and we're just living in this chaotic world. It kind of gives like, okay, there's a certain order and there's a certain reason why this is happening. You know, and I believe all astrology, I believe we're really here to just like evolve, you know? Um, I mean, we can see that as we have evolved as like a species. So we're constantly evolving. And um, in order to move forward, we actually have to go back and revisit like the things that haven't, um, that been neglected or haven't been truthful or the things that we need to like heal in order to move forward. So with Pluto retrograde, we're facing our shadow. So this this is happening, like wherever we have 
these signs, the Pluto and Jupiter are retrograding in the sign of Capricorn. And so Capricorn is a sign about systems. It's about structure. It's about authority. It's about our responsibility and integrity. So when we see those themes of these planets and what they represent in this sign, it's like, well, no kidding. This stuff is happening right now. Like it totally makes sense. You know, like the structure of our society is under a review. So, um, yeah, I just think it's really comforting to, to know these things. And Saturn is retrograde. And Saturn, again, it's tied into the sign of Capricorn. So it's structure. It's organization. It's karma. So, so much karma. United States is experiencing, like, the karma of its actions mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, we don't need astrology to tell us this. It's blatantly clear, but it's definitely like comforting to know like, okay, there's, there's a reason for this and there's an explanation. Right. I mean, it makes so much sense. And like what, just even breaking it down like that, like talking about like the planets and what they symbolize and where we're at, it does make sense. And I do think there is comfort in that. So when was the last time all of these planets were in retrograde? Like how often does this happen? <laughs> well, it's different for each planet. It's like we, like, it's like 40% of the time we have a planet in retrograde, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I will tell you the last time that Saturn was in the sign. So Saturn was in the sign of Aquarius and it's retrograding since so moving back. So it's actually just now. And, and if I talk about this and people are like, what is she saying? Like astrology is a whole different language. It is, it but really- it makes, I'm like, I'm following along. I'm like, this makes okay. insanely good sense to me. And we, I want to talk about yeah. that too. I want to talk about like, you know, people like, oh, this is just woo woo. And there's nothing concrete about it, which I know that that's not true. We'll get to that. But I want to know, yeah. like that you mentioned, like the last time that it was in Aquarius. Yeah. So the last time Saturn was in Aquarius, which that's what it was in. It just moved into Aquarius and then it's retrograding. So it's back into Capricorn, right? It's back in that sign where we're examining, examining our authority and organization and all of that. And, um, it's the last time that happened was during the Rodney King riots, right? So we're seeing that, and that was in 1994. So we're seeing that, these things have like correlations to like major events. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time Pluto was in the sign of Capricorn was during the American revolution. Mm, crazy. Okay. So yeah. So it's, you know, it's definitely like you can go back and like research and, and there's like, it's, it's amazing now when people were first studying the stars and all of that, it was very much like they were studying the stars and they were writing everything down and measuring. And now we have computer systems where we can like go back and like track these things, right. which is amazing. But like, yeah, so we can go back and like look at um, major events and it's like, well, what were the planets doing? And like, how is that relating to now? So, so yeah, so like I said, we have the United States has its own astrological chart and Pluto for it to turn to make a full um, cycle around the sun. It takes 247.9 years. That's a long time. But the United States, we've been having our Pluto return since 2019 to 2025. Wow. So like the, these years are like crucial for us. We're going to be seeing a huge transformation. Yeah. Uh, to the United States in so, general. So yeah, for the United States in general, but then there must be on a personal level too, like the transformation, right? So how, like, how would someone that knows, you know, reads their horoscope or whatever it is, like how, how could someone use this information to help them 
transformed? Well, okay. So like I mentioned before, astrology is far more than just like your sun sign, right? We all contain, or we all have influence from the 12 zodiac signs. Mm -hmm. And we see this in our astrological chart. It's a wheel. There's 12 houses. The signs fall in each house. Okay. So depending on what your rising sign is, the rising sign indicates what was rising excuse me, what was rising when you were being born. And that becomes your rising sign. And from there, that's in your first house. And then each sign that follows that falls into each house. So that may sound a little confusing for people who are like very visual like me. Like I have to look and see like, what are you talking about? But anyways, so I think it's helpful to, for people to really be interested in getting their astrology chart like like figuring it out, like get your birth time, get your, um, find out all your information, where you're born, your birth time, birthday, mm -hmm. and go to a thing like astro.com and put that in and start looking at your chart. Right. And it helps to like, you know, reach out to astrologers, reach out to me. Like I love teaching people in my readings. Like I show them their chart and I explain each house and I show them everything. So we've talked a lot about like Capricorn because there's just like a chunk of retrograde planets in Capricorn right now. But we find out where's Capricorn in my chart because each house represents a part of our life, right? It, it's kind of divided. It sections off your life into certain things. And so you're like, oh, Capricorn is falling in my house of my fourth house. So I have Capricorn in my fourth house. So I'll use this as an example. So Capricorn's in my fourth house. I'm looking at this. Okay, that's the house of home, the home you grew up in. But it's also the house of your ancestry and your roots. So like that is very much highlighted for me right now, where somebody could have it in their house of relationships. So they're going through this huge transformation within their house of like life partnerships or, you know, the career is a house. Like there's, there's many ways in which um, it can affect you differently depending on where Capricorn falls for you personally. And then, and then on top of that, what planets do you have in Capricorn that are also communicating with what's happening right now? So it sounds confusing. Um, there's a lot to it, but and it definitely helps to have more of like a visual reference. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good way to get to know yourself too and like understand what's going on yeah. like the days that you're just feeling off and you can't pinpoint why you're feeling off. Like they're, you know, there's yes. so much more to it that we don't see, but it is like yeah. it's an energy thing. I'm very curious with the moon when it's up, like, how does the full moon affect our sleep? <laughs> <laughs> The full moon, depending on what the moon is, it, it, what sign it's in, the moon can keep us like awake, right? We People can feel like manic during, that's why when they say like hospitals are most full or like, you know, I feel like when I, on full moons, I hear more sirens yeah. and stuff. Like you start to notice these things and you're like, oh, there's a lot more like crazy activity going on. So yeah, definitely it has an effect on our emotional well-being, like our energy levels. Um, I find that full moons keep me more awake. Does that effect on <laughs> us physically because like the moon controls water and like there's water within our bodies? Yes, totally. Yeah. And especially when um, the moon happens to be in a water sign, right? Each sign is broken up into elements. We have our earth, our fire, and our water signs and our air signs. So and when the moon is in water signs, we can feel more emotional. And it's kind of like, you know, we keep um, our emotional experiences are like 
it can be like in our cells, right? It can be so deep in our bodies that like that stuff starts to like surface and we feel things on such a deep level. Like right now, as we're talking, the moon is traveling through Scorpio. Scorpio is a deep water sign. So Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. So it's a lot of the same things, like a meaning to like kind of surrender and like go through this like death experience where not like you're all all, end all be all death but just like what are we transforming what are we needing to let like die and rebirth within our own emotional experiences but i'm glad you brought this up because the moon travels in a sign every two and a half days so one thing i write about a lot in my posts um i think it's a good way to learn your chart for one and to learn astrology and to like get a sense of what each sign what it feels like and also like how you experience it personally is through moon mapping Mm -hmm. and that is like discovering okay what sign is the moon in today and for these two and a half days i'm going to record how i feel what themes come up for me and then you look at your chart and it's like oh it's in my first house so self-expression and identity and like you know my physical body and like how i feel that's all that's what's going to be affected for these two and a half days. Um, so yeah, I think moon mapping is by far, that's how I learned. I learned that from a, an astrology teacher and I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. And it's such a great way to learn astrology because the moon is like the fastest traveling planet that affects us so deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, the moon is like how we nourish and how we feel. And um, so it's, it makes sense that it would affect us the most each time it travels to a new sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Cause I, I paid, I, I want to do moon mapping. Cause I do, I I'm, I've always been, I'm obsessed with the moon. Like I, when it's big and full, like I'll like chase it. Like I follow it on those days because I just think it's so fascinating and it makes me remind, like puts my, perspective and check of like how small I am and how like magnificent and big um, our universe is. So I love the moon. I'm definitely going to, do you have a resource for moon mapping? Well, see, I'm trying to connect it. I'm trying to make my own like moon mapping course right now. So I'll keep you updated awesome. on that. Awesome. Um, yeah, because I feel like it's such yeah, like I said, it's such a helpful way for people to learn about astrology. Yeah. And what's great is the moon really teaches us that like we're constantly changing and evolving, right? The moon is never staying the same. It's full, it's beautiful, it's bright. And then it like has this process of like letting go and um, we see it like empty itself. And then we see, we don't see the moon and it's just like what we call a new moon or like um, the dark moon. And that means it's just, it's, it's not being illuminated. So, and then there's like rituals you do around the moon. So the new moon is where it's like you plant seeds for intentions. And then as the moon grows with light, like you see those intentions grow. Right. And, um, when the moon, so we're, we're actually having a full moon on the 4th of July. So we'll talk about this cause it's also a lunar eclipse. Um, but so it's a time of completion. Mm. So the full moon is like a time of completion and, um, we see like, the completion of like certain aspects in our life again it correlates to the moon sign where you have that moon sign in your chart what comes up for you personally but also collectively um and then after that and it also represents an ending a time of letting go so the new moon would be a new beginning because you're it's it's new the moon is empty and then you see it grow and then the the full moon is that completion and then from there on it's like an ending so so yeah. Cool. So okay. Oh my god, there's so much stuff because I want to make this like concrete because I think like what what these 
you know, with the planets and the moons and where they're at, like it is so symbolic and there's so much tangible stuff you can do with it. And like, I love that you mentioned retrograde because there's even a website that's like, is Mercury in retrograde? And when it's not, it's like, no, something else is fucked up in your life. Like, it's just really funny and like blatant. <laughs> but yeah, totally. when I try to explain it to people, I'm like it is, it's the planet of communication. So like when things are off, like, you know, it's, it's important to really look at that and not be like, okay, what's wrong with me? Yeah. It's like thinking of outside of ourselves sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's also a trickster planet. Like if you look at the Greek mythology of, um, Mercury, it's, it's very much a trickster planet. So that's why we feel like we're being tricked sometimes or like tricky kind of things happen. It's because Mercury does that. But you know, if you think of it, if you, you can like utilize that time too. So if it is a time of like revision, you can go back and look at like things that maybe you've like neglected, or maybe you need to like update your website or certain things, or like you need to pick up something that you put down a while ago, like maybe it's a hobby or whatnot, what have it be, you know, Uh, it's also like people from the past, because whenever planets are retrograde, we have people from the past kind of like show up and it's like, okay, I haven't talked to you in years, but like you're reaching out, like what, what is it? And, you know, and then again, we, we look at what sign is this in and what is this teaching us? What is the lesson of this? So like I said, Venus was just retrograde. It went, it went direct. And during that retrograde period, people like you hear from past Venus is like love and relationships. You hear from like past lovers or, you know, certain things that may have been coming up in your current or past re- relationships kind of like come up for you to evaluate. And then it's like, what can I learn from this? So it can be a very intentional and like experience and such an opportunity for for deep growth and if you're not aware of it it's like you miss an opportunity for reflection I think it's very fascinating because you know q2 is over we're halfway through the year we're in quarter three of the beginning of the year people are setting goals and new year's resolutions and intentions and then I mean this year has been nothing short of a challenge of reaching those goals because there's been a lot of obstacles, setbacks, limitations. And just this past week with my clients, I did a mid-year refresh because Mm. it was necessary. And it's just fascinating, like the timing of that refresh and review and revision and looking at goals and being like, are these even important to me anymore? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at. Like I've totally like, I've not changed all my goals, but I've definitely shifted some and revisited mm-hmm. them because just within me, I just felt different about what I wanted to focus on and, you know, like get, you know, get caught up in goals in the sense of like getting so focused on an outcome. Like I much believe in the, the process and the, the journey to, to get there more so than achieving. So it's nice to be able to look at that and be like, okay, how do I want to continue this journey that I'm on? So I can become the better version of myself, not by something that I check off a list that is on my goals. So it's just interesting to hear that about the planets, how it's like revision, revise, retrograde. I'm like, whoa, that is literally what I was doing. And I had no idea that that was going on. Um, but let's talk about the lunar eclipse on the 4th of July. What does that mean? And then I want to get into some tangible things that people can do once, you know, I love the idea of, you know, planting seeds on the new moon and tension and watching that grow. Like, I think that that's amazing. So let's talk about first, let's talk about lunar eclipse. Okay. Yes. The lunar eclipse 
happens um, on July 4th. I'm going to tell you right now what, what time it happens for us in Arizona, those who are in Phoenix. It's happening at 8.07 p.m., okay? That's the beginning of it. Um, it's at its maximum at 9.29, and the clip eclipse ends at 10.52. So just being aware of those times in general is nice because it's like you can kind of like take those times and be really intentional with that experience. Um, eclipses um, for the lunar eclipse in particular. So this is the third of a three sequin events or three sequin eclipse events. Okay. On June 5th, we had a lunar eclipse. On um, June 21st, we had a solar eclipse. And so now we have our second lunar eclipse. And if you think this particular eclipse um, is ending a cycle, a two-year cycle. So think back of July 2018 and like what was coming up for us then or like what kind of things were happening around then. So you can think, are there any particular themes that are like still occurring? Um, but yeah, the lunar eclipse happened in the sign of Capricorn. So I've talked about Capricorn a lot. Capricorn, um, it's interesting that it's happening in the sign of Capricorn where Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn are and where the United States is having its Pluto return. Capricorn is seen as the masculine father sign. So you can kind of see it as like the patriarchy or like the founding fathers. Like that's how I tend to look at it. It's like this, this authority, right? And um, we're having, so the earth is casting a shadow on the moon. So it's blocking the light of the sun. Okay. So whenever there's like a shadow cast, it means that it's a time to like really go inward and really do a, a, a lot more reflection, right? We already have the retrograde planets, but now we're having the eclipse. And it means it's like a huge time for endings. Um, it's, yeah, so it's super powerful that it's happening in this sign on a holiday that celebrates the United States independence. Okay. Which, so the learning was not everybody was independent on that day. Yeah, exactly. And so I think like, you know, this, um, this 4th of July, I think it's really important to be intentional with the way that we celebrate this, right? So a lot of people, it's just this party. It's like, oh yeah, we've been doing this for this year. Let's just party. But actually think about like what's been going on in the world. Think about like how we may celebrate it or not celebrate it and how our intentions and our plans kind of either support um, what's been happening uh, yeah, like how, how are we supporting this history of this holiday, right? And I'm not saying like don't get together with, well, I don't know, here we're really not encouraged to be getting together with anybody right now. I think people have been doing that for right. a while and we're, we've gotten us in trouble. But it's like how can we intentionally, you know, um, just, yeah, how can we intentionally recognize this holiday for what it is and what it stands for? Um, you know, and be a little bit more introspective around it because we're not supposed to be so social right now. <laughs> and, and maybe that's a good so, thing, maybe because, you know, we can't like, we can't do a whole lot. Like it is time to just like, what does this holiday actually mean? And like do that yeah. reflection. Cause I feel, I feel well after really understanding, like learning so much about our history that I was not taught, I feel differently about the 4th of July. 
And oh, absolutely. I definitely fell into the category of like, let's party. Where's the pool party? Where's the music? Right? Like that was growing up, but now in this space. And I think a big theme for me has been unlearning. And that's kind of where mm-hmm. I'm at with it. So it's just, it is fascinating just understanding mm-hmm. what it's going on. Yeah. I think it's a really great time to, um, you know, to amplify voices that speak out against us. So like, like here, listen to find resources and people who, um, you know, people of color, um, indigenous people, you know, um, I always like when, the Christ- when Christopher Columbus, Columbus Day comes around, it's like, I always really want to hear like stories from indigenous people and like how this affects them. Cause it's important to hear if we're not open to other people's experiences and perspective, we kind of stay in this narrow mindset where we're not really getting a full picture or a full understanding of like, how is this affecting other people? And without that awareness, like we're not cultivating empathy and compassion with ourselves, you know? So I think, you know, as people who, um, white people, you know, I'm a white person, as we, we can feel very uncomfortable with what's happening because we can feel like, ooh, like I'm, I benefit, benefit from this. I can be a part of the problem. I, you know, there's white privilege, whatever. It's like, it's so important for us to, be okay with those uncomfortableness and really do take the time to educate ourselves, you know? Um, so there's the whole idea of like white guilt. (laughs) So we're all going to feel that. Like, I know I've definitely felt that at times where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, you, you take it on, but then it's like, okay, well, what we're all, we're meant to, we're meant to move past this. We're meant to do better. We're meant to learn. So like take those, those feelings and, do something about it. Educate. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think I, you mentioned having compassion and empathy for yourself and that allows you to have compassion and empathy for others that have had a different experience. And it's so true. Like we are, we have been so narrow minded and now that like the blinders have come off, I can see how it's easy it is to be defensive of it or of our traditions, of our beliefs. But you like that, that defensiveness is coming from a place like deep within that yeah. has to be brought out. And I, you know, you mentioned the shadows earlier and there's some serious shadow work that, that needs to be done. Um, yeah. And I think aligning that with, with the planet and what's going on is really fascinating. So could we touch on the shadow work a little bit, like kind of um, explain what that is and then um, give some concrete examples? Yes. Okay. So um, shadow work, when people refer to like their shadow, it is the parts or aspects of ourselves that are most denied or repressed. Okay. So they, they're, they're pushed into our subconscious. And when we don't, um, own those or integrate them, they can kind of control our experiences, right? And for good or for bad. And so, yeah, so a lot of shadow work. So you can say like, you know, it's, I'll use the example of like anger, right? So if like we have an issue with like anger um, or whatnot, and we are constantly not dealing with it, then it kind of learns to control us, right? And um, it affects other people and whatnot. So this, so the United States shadow obviously is like the denial and repression of 
serious oppression towards people and you know our history of slavery and all that so like i said all that's coming to the light it's the abuse of power okay so pluto represents power and control so we all have our own experiences with our relationship to power um, and control so in, in the collective experiences, we're seeing it with like the powers that be, you know, like government, um, police, like authority in that kind of terms. But then it's like, well, how does this show up for me personally? What is my own relationship of power? Do I have to assert my power? Because deep down, I feel powerless. Um, have I been dominated by somebody else's power that have made me feel powerless? You know, so there's, there's certain yeah, so it can manifest differently where it's either we have are exerting way more power or not exerting enough of our own power. We're not empowering ourselves um, for whatever reasons. So with shadow work, it's, I mean, we'll see it. It, it comes up, it starts to bubble and it, it brings up those uncomfortable feelings and we're like, oh, I don't want to feel this. And so that's why it becomes um, suppressed, right? But it's really like whatever is coming up for you at this time um, is meant to be seen and felt like it wants to be recognized and not that you have to like kind of feed the story of it or spiral down this um, rabbit hole of like, you know, whatever it may be, but it's like, acknowledge it, acknowledge what's coming up for you and then find a way to work with it. You know, for me, I've, um, I posted a video about this that was super helpful. I, I got my degree in Eastern and Western psychology. So I learned a lot about like Buddhism and um, like the school I went to was like Buddhist based. So we learned a lot about different kinds of meditation. And one of my favorite meditations is Tonglin meditation. And there's um, certain sayings that go along with these meditations. And one of them is that your poison is your medicine. Mm-hmm. This has been my favorite, favorite, mm-hmm. favorite to remind myself of that our poison the things that ails us the things that can kind of make us feel sick that's actually can be our medicine so um it gives the example of like a peacock will eat poisonous feather or poisonous plants and that's what gives it its beautiful colors and um so this where we're actually having to invite those things into us so the tonglen meditation is it's like you start off with a regular meditation but then it becomes really heart centered. And it's like, okay, I'm inviting that I feel, you know, I used to, um, the, I can get angry easily. So you're inviting like that anger in, um, and maybe like the deeper story of that, right? Like anger tends to be like a defense against like sadness or whatever, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a harsh expression of something else, you know? So there's, um, you invite that in and then it's like that process of like I invite an anger and then so it's like you do that inhale like I invite it in and like the exhale is like peace or calm or serenity so it's actually I love this meditation for shadow work because shadow work is what we suppress but Tong Lin is actually inviting that in and then transforming it so it's not running from it anymore you know, oftentimes we're taught to exhale what we don't want anymore, but this meditation is actually like inhale it and then exhale the opposite mm-hmm. of it. And so it's, it's, it's that notion of inviting it. So that's one way in which I personally like to do my own shadow work when it comes up for me. It'll come up when I'm irritated when like the grocery store or like driving, like someone will cut me off and I'm like, ah, da, da, da. And then I'm like, okay, no, like inhale it in. 
and then exhale the opposite, right? And so that teaches us to be more compassionate first with ourselves and our personal experiences. And then we extend that towards others because we're not the only one who experiences these spectrum of emotions, okay? Everybody has shadow work everybody and um we see when astrology and certain signs we see the wisdom and the neurosis of each sign and we experience it and we evolve with our signs that we um you know that are most dominant in our charts we evolve with these but we have to integrate the neurotic at part part, um, parts of ourself and we integrate those and that helps with our involvement you know, so I think gosh, that's so spot on. It's like you have to love both parts of yourself. And like that's yeah. where the real love is. Like I was on a group call last night and we were talking about um like, you know, loving ourselves. And I was like, you are no more lovable than you are today and now. Like there isn't anything else that you can do, change, like that is going to make you more lovable. Like you are completely whole. And I think that that comes down to like, yeah, you can love yourself when things are awesome. But what about when you are angry? What about when you are jealous? What about when you are judgmental? Like those low vibration, you know, feelings, energy. So it's like, can you love yourself during that time? Because that's really where you're going to have the most growth, I think, and transformation. And, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to love ourselves. You know, when we're feeling jealous. We're like, Ooh, like gross. Like, I'm je- like, what's wrong with me? Why am I being jealous right now? Right? Like we get so judgy of these emotions, but I think I love that. Cause I'm very much like exhale, like let go of to invite in. And obviously that yeah. is something that is, it's a different practice, but I think for the shadow work, it's like invite that, that in, because it's always, I like kind of the same thing is like the only way out is in. So yes. when it's coming from those low vibration places, like let it in. Cause if the worst thing that's going to happen is you feel angry, then it's really not that bad. But we're told that like anger, jealousy, resent, all that's bad. So we can't feel those things, but instead we have to, cause that's what makes us whole and complete. And I think like yeah. ultimately that's how we, we love ourselves and, and we can be happy in any moment, not because we achieve something or like do something great. So I love that. Okay. So I always like to leave my listeners with some sort of action step that they can take towards what we talked about today and their happiness and just ways that they can learn and grow and move forward. So do you have an action step for, um, for our listeners today? Yeah. So I um, have this idea, which I think is like very poignant, um, given the themes that we were talking about with the US, this lunar eclipse happening on the 4th of July, it's so symbolic. Um, one thing I think would be really interesting for people to do is to write a personal letter to the country. So this isn't a letter, obviously, we're not going to send it in to anyone, we're not going to send it to President Trump and you know <laughs> they're not going to be read but it's really for us to have this reflection of our relationship to our country. Okay, so like if your country is the US and the 4th of July is a perfect time to reflect on that relationship. 
So reflect on what is it that you um, want to see transform in this country? Um, what are you thinking? Like, what what kind of new systems and structures do you want to see in place? You know, so it's it's kind of setting that intention of like, this is what I want to see for this country, and this is what I think we need to move away from. Okay, like the clips being a time of release and big change and endings. Like, okay, what needs to change? What needs to end? And then like the reflection of what is our personal relationship to the structure of our country like do we benefit from it do we not benefit from it what is our yeah what is our personal relationship how do we feel about this country do we feel at home do we feel comfortable in our country you know for many of us that that experience can be very different um depending on Mm -hmm. you know race and demographics and you know a, a list of many reasons and reasons why or why not So I think it's really important to examine our personal relationship to our country um, and then just, yeah, reflect on what we're wanting to see change. And also, like, what about this country do we admire? Like, you know, so it doesn't all have to be a negative reflection. (laughs) It can be, like, what what wisdom do we see, you know? Um, And it could just be, like, that it is a melting pot of people and that, like, people are coming together. So the simple reflection of, like, how many people are coming together to protest, how many people are waking up to wanting deep systematic change. So um, I think that's just a really awesome way for reflecting on our relationship to this country, on a holiday that celebrates the independence of this country. and as well, like, how, how are these certain things that we're seeing, how are they showing up into our life, right? So we're, we're talking about the relationship to our country, but then also, like, examining it, like, how it affects us and our relationship to these structures that are in place um, and how, yeah, and how we benefit from them or may not. Oh, yes, I love that. And, you know, what we'll do is we'll put those questions in the show notes so people can have an easy way to access them so they can spend time reflecting on this Lunar eclipse and the Fourth of July, both so symbolic and it's no, not, a not at all. <laughs> awesome, so good. Okay, so Miss Katie, where where can people find you? Okay, so you can find me just on my personal account right now, which is Z Mamas Z E M A M A S, and um, my account's open, so you can just start following me there. That's where I've been posting a lot of my astrology stuff recently. As of right now, I'm rebranding and building a website, so the easiest place to find me is just simple Instagram account Z Mamas. Awesome. Z mamas. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And we'll be on the lookout for the course that you're putting together. Yeah. So good. Okay. Well, thank you again so much for your wisdom, sharing your knowledge. And I'm excited to go a little bit deeper. Uh, I, we decided, I was like, I want my charts. Yes. You're <laughs> on the call. So that's going to happen too. And we'll just continue this conversation because things are forever changing, growing, evolving. And I think it's important to share this message regularly. So thank you again, sweet Katie. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Brittany. Woo! That was a great conversation with sweet Katie. She is an incredible soul. She has the cutest twin children. I always see them. Well, I haven't been at LGO hanging out in a while, but I always see them at a coffee shop and they're just so dang cute. But that conversation was amazing. And sometimes it's just nice to know what's going on with our planets because it helps us realize like, 
we're not so crazy after all. And to see the crazy alignment of what the planets represent and what's going on in our world, in our country, within ourselves, like it's there's so much parallel that even if you don't believe in astrology or you're not woo-woo enough, you can't deny the parallels. And it's just important to like have an open mind and be a little bit curious about it, right? And I love her action step. I think as we approach a holiday weekend, the 4th of July, it is so important to think about what Independence Day really means. And I know in the past, like it, I, you know, I think about freedom and I'm like thinking of it in my own little bubble with my own little blinders on with my own little privilege. And this year feels so different, so different. And it's interesting because after understanding what Juneteenth represented and why that needs to be a holiday that we celebrate nationally, it comes back to the, the thought that there is no equal justice. And it is so important that we look at our systems and how we have the racial bias and the unequal treatment and the concept of celebrating Independence Day is so much more complicated than I ever could have imagined. And I think it just is that beautiful reminder that none of us are free until all of us are free. And I think that it's, again, the timing of everything, I mean, at least for me, has been so fascinating. And again, I haven't been reactive. I've been very still and I've been really reflective. And I've just been thinking about how to be a part of the solution, how to take an active role in making sure that our country that claims to be the land of the free lives up to what they claim to be. And, you know, I'm just one little person, uh, but I do believe that a lot of little people coming together, using their voice, standing up for that actual freedom will make the biggest impact. And I do think that the way to do that is through reflecting and writing. So if you do follow through with that action step, it's a good one. And those questions are in the show notes. You can write them out. You can print them down. You can share with a friend, have a conversation about it. I think that is how we keep things going, right? This is not just a moment. This is a movement and we need to continue this through conversation and action. So take action, share with me, share with Katie, tag us, send me an email. I want to know if you do this and what comes up for you. And I hope that you're okay. I know things are still crazy in the world and you might be feeling a little deflated, a little defeated, but I just want you to know that you are not alone and you do not have to go through this alone. And I am here from you here for you. So send me a message if you need a little support. I got you, okay? It's always important to remember this is just something that we're going through. It's not something that we're living in for the rest of our lives, right? Nothing is permanent. Everything is forever changing, just like we talked about the moon and our planet. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I hope that you are well. I'm sending you so much love. And as a reminder, Love yourself, own your happiness, let your light shine, my friend, because you are so worthy of it. I'll catch you next time.